people who aren't in the pro-life world like we are might get confused on the term abortion. It's used in a misleading way a lot of times. The abortion that we're talking about is the intentional killing of the baby inside the womb. It is not delivering the baby early. It's not any of that. It is intentionally killing the baby. And this is difficult to hear, but it, it involves um, a pretty gruesome ending um, of that child's life. So we're not just talking about ending the pregnancy and, and resolving the problem. It's a lot more than that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to clarify the definition for that as well. Welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. My name is Rachel Davis, and I'm here with Shelly Sumner, CEO of Life Choices of Memphis. Hello. And we are standing in for Byron Tyler today on his show. We're so thankful to be here, but we have some really awesome guests. And if you heard the last show, we had so much great information that we had to do a part two. Karen McNeil and Alexis Brown are both back with us. We covered some good stuff that first show, ladies. We talked about how we can get involved as citizens in the legislation process, regardless of what topic is important to you. We didn't have the opportunity to talk about some pivotal bills that are coming up this session. And so we wanted to take the time to go over some of those things with you. So buckle up. Get your notepads out, everyone. Unless you're driving, then just put it in your mental notes. <laughs> <laughs> or call Alexis. That's right. <laughs> One of the key bills is House Bill 1895 by Jason Zachary. Mm -hmm. And Paul Rose is carrying the Senate version. Mm -hmm. um, and this is unlawful trafficking of a minor. I went on Choices, not Life Choices, Choices website last night to see if this was still on there. And for minors, I printed this off. It says parental involvement is not required in Illinois. If you're younger than 18, you can consent to an abortion and do not have to notify your parents. Illinois does not require you to attend a counseling session or go through a waiting period to get an abortion. They give them the idea of going to Illinois. I know that when Roe was over or sent back to the States, there were all kinds of private pilots mm -hmm. and drivers that would drive people yes. to mm -hmm. Illinois, state Virginia, uh -huh, to get the abortion. You know, we talk about a lot about how laws affect what we do at Life Choices being mm -hmm. one of the reasons that we need to be involved in this place. This is great information if this law passes. Uh -huh. This is great information for us to give our clients when we are talking to them about abortion. Did you know if this bill passes that it is against the law to take a minor across state lines for an abortion? It's also great information for the mothers of our clients because sometimes that happens. Yes. And so this is a great piece of legislation for us to be watching for. Tell us a little bit more about what the legislation is. Is how it reads. Well, unlawful trafficking of a minor, it makes it a Class C felony and offers civil liability for the biological mother or father of the unborn child, unless mm. the father is being implicated for something. We mentioned that I do a lot with education, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of concerning things regarding public education, and it's going to spill over into private. But I found this Project Veritas video. This Project Veritas person went undercover to um, an abortion clinic. This lady tells the person 
where they can go. Now, this is not in Tennessee. Okay, let me Mm. preface that. But this shows you what's going on during your child's school day that you are not aware of, nor do you have to be aware of it. This is scary. And it's all tied to Medicaid. It is all tied to Medicaid. Wow. And that's a whole nother diversion (laughs) I can go down. (laughs) Um, But anyway, on this video, they're talking to this person. They're in Missouri. And this clinic is telling this person they can go over into Kansas. She says, we'll get a doctor excuse to give the teacher. Oh, my word. So this child can be taken to another state with given an abortion and come back during the school day. Oh, my goodness. And the teacher might not know anything about it. This is just a doctor will give a letter to get back into school for the parent or whomever. But this can be done during the school day. That is terrifying. Who's carrying this bill? Jason Zachary and Paul Rose. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So commend them. You Mm -hmm. know, tell them thank you for doing this. I, I know that Paul has put his neck out for some other things like the pronoun bill and some other things. And they need prayer protection and they Mm -hmm. need a thank you. That's a great word. I feel like this is a key example of there wasn't some action several decades, several years, several months ago, right? And we're on that slippery slope of now we have to legislate these things because... Who would have ever thought? Yes, right. Yes. Well, it shows how our world has changed since Roe was given back to the states, which I love mm-hmm. the way that you put that mm-hmm. instead of just saying it's overturned, right. that it was given back to the states because that's really what happened. Right. But our world has changed, but it gives us more opportunity. Like I said, if we have this information, if this bill passes, to pass on to the parents of our clients and even to our clients to say, this is a problem right. that you'll have if you take your daughter over state lines to have an abortion. I think there are some other pieces of legislation that are addressing some of these changes that we're seeing um, as well. Yeah, the the Briggs bill, the caption bill, which is being influenced by Vanderbilt. I didn't understand until just a few years yeah. ago. I didn't understand that never in our state has a doctor been allowed to do an abortion for a fetal anomaly. Never. Since Roe, never has that been allowed because those are not diagnosed Mm -hmm. until later in pregnancy. So what we would be doing is opening up our code and our laws to do something in Tennessee that we've never done. Mm -hmm. Wow. And, And how many times, I know in my own testimony, I've had a child that was diagnosed with something and they don't always come to fruition. Mm hmm. A lot of times they don't always come to fruition. And it's, again, it goes back to something you said the last time. It's the faith and the trust of the Lord taking care of it, equipping Mm -hmm. you. But I know that Richard Briggs um, is very passionate about this. When we saw him, the pushback that we got from him about him wanting to open up our Human Life Protection Act that we worked so hard Mm -hmm. to get passed— And is one of the strictest abortion bills in the country. Yes. And he wants to open it up and is not willing really to accept any explanation against it, even from the medical community. Because when we went, we took our nurses. Mm -hmm. And And they did a great job. And they did do a great job. They did a super job. But 
no movement from him, whatever. He mm. is determined for some reason to see our law weakened. And listeners, I want to just really beg you, go and look at this law and, and familiarize yourself with the law that we have on the books and then help us do all we can to protect it mm-hmm. because it's going to take a big effort to make that happen. And to well, and there's so much compassion or sympathy or empathy that comes, you know, with the life um, of the mother, the life of the mother, which you can always deliver the child and do what you can to save that child with the mother. mother. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then regarding the anomaly, and one of the things that kept being brought up was how traumatic it is for a mother to deliver a child with all kinds of deformities. Mm -hmm. That's where the nurses were phenomenal Mm -hmm. at talking about, but they need closure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. They need closure because, number one, you'll always wonder, what if Mm -hmm. that really wasn't there? And I had the abortion, but it really, they didn't have those issues. And then number two, it gives them a, a sense of closure. Mm-hmm. That Absolutely. Here, here's what happened. And you can speak better to that. Mm-hmm. Well, right? I, I think if we look at it from the perspective of one mother is choosing, she knows how her child's life ended because she made the choice. So we, we look at the aftermath like of this process. So we have one mother on one hand who chooses to go throughout the duration of her pregnancy and deliver a baby who maybe she has for a few minutes, a few yep. days, a few months. And then you have the woman who um, did not go through pregnancy and ended. Both are going to have an immense sense of loss. However, what the aborted baby has, that woman's carrying is guilt. Guilt that she was the one that had to make that choice. And, and the she nagging thing of what if. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't have what this other mom had, which was that time to hold that baby and to name that baby, to give humanity to that mm-hmm. baby. Um, the dignity. The mm-hmm. dignity of life um, on one hand that it will be hard. Grief is hard. Yes, you know, um, and so she'll work through that. The other mother, she will be angry. She'll be angry at herself. She'll be angry at doctors. She'll be angry at God. She'll be angry at so many people. And it's just heartbreaking Mm -hmm. because she now has to walk the road as a post-abortive woman. Mm -hmm. And that is not a road that I would wish on anybody because there are so many things tied to that. And that other woman who was able to just spend that time and name that baby and close. We're made as women to nurture. And I Mm. think when a baby is delivered, even if it's delivered under these horrible circumstances, as a mother, you have the opportunity to live out what you were made to do Mm. in that circumstance, which is to nurture, even if it's just for a few minutes. And you can cherish that, although it would be hard. Mm -hmm. But I think that that is part of the difference there. Absolutely. A lot of times, people who aren't in the pro-life world like we are might get confused on the term abortion. It's used in a misleading way a lot of times. The abortion that we're talking about is the intentional killing of the baby inside the womb. It is not delivering the baby early. It's not any of that. It is intentionally killing the baby. And this is difficult to hear, but it it involves um, a pretty gruesome ending um, of that child's life. So we're not just talking about 
ending the pregnancy and and resolving the problem. It's a lot more than that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to clarify the definition for that as well. Mm-hmm. And in the terms of saving the mother's life, and we've touched on that a little bit during this show, we can deliver that baby early and then perform any life-saving measures we can for both the mom and the baby who are both patients. Right. Mm-hmm. That's completely different than what they are proposing in this legislation, mm-hmm. which is to save the life of the mother, we inject poison into the baby's heart or we dismember the baby, mm-hmm. we intentionally kill the baby prior to it being born. So I think it's important to make that line clear. That's what we're talking about here. Right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And I also, I think that we need to speak to the fact that even still, those born with any type of fetal abnormality have a dignity and a right. right to life because they are image bearers, That's not right. because they're born with the correct amount of chromosomes or the right shape of limbs or the right amount of brain development. Mm-hmm. Personhood is not defined by the condition of which you are born in. That's right. And mm-hmm. so these babies that we're saying, oh, because there's fetal anomalies, they need to be put to death. Right to life doesn't have anything to do with that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You are. And it's also an, a can of worms that's being opened because right. if we're going to say that when we start that route, where does it stop? Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. I mean, now we're looking at, at Down syndrome and other conditions that, you know, by the way, Down syndrome has been completely eradicated in Finland. Because they abort the babies. Right. They abort the babies. (laughs) Yes. Isn't that horrible? That's a hard thing to hear. And and you think that it's because of some amazing breakthrough in science, but it's not. No. It's because of the pain of abortion. Mm -hmm. Well, when we talk fetal anomaly, the natural progression is euthanasia. Mm -hmm. Right. That's where, as believers... We've got to be well-grounded. We've got to be well-grounded in that principle and understand it well ourselves so that we can turn around and help others. I Mm. think a phrase that I heard many, many years ago is that you do not solve society's problems with killing. No matter what they are, Mm -hmm. you don't solve it with killing. Mm -hmm. And it certainly applies to an innocent baby. Mm -hmm. No matter if they, you know, what their situation, whether their mother is in or their own situation, you Mm -hmm. just don't solve it that way. Right. Can I ask a question? Of course. Um, I kind of want you to talk a little bit, Karen, about the fetal alcohol legislation in the past, because I'm getting calls from people across the state asking about what happened to that? How how do we get that back? And here's the sad thing is a person that I met through the phone recently brought this up to one of our Republican legislators and they were like, nah, that ain't going to go anywhere. We're, We're not bringing that up again. And I thought, wow, really? That is what I'm hearing is a constant need. It's interesting that you'd bring it up because just last week on another issue, I called my friend Terry Lynn Weaver over in East Tennessee, Mm -hmm. who used to be a representative, and she championed the born addicted bill that was birthed here in Shelby County. And what it did, and oh, Lord, it's been such a long time ago, I hope I get all this right, is the mothers who are addicted would have to go to drug court and they would go in front of Judge Tim Dwyer, who created the drug court here 
here in Shelby County. He's since retired. And it was a wonderful program where he would tell the mothers if they didn't get into rehab and and solve their addiction problem, they would go to jail. But if they went to rehab and went through his program and succeeded in his program, it would all be taken off of their record and they could... How did they follow that? He organized this rehab where they had to check in every, I guess, week or whatever it was. I can't remember now. It got messed up in the legislature and it got mm-hmm. sunsetted, is, and you might right, describe right. what that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we fought very hard with Terry Lynn Weaver and Amy Wyrick and Judge Dwyer. Life Choices gave testimony and was very involved in that. Unfortunately, Tennessee Right to Life did not agree, and it was killed, mm. or sunset, which eventually yeah. meant that it was I was watching that debate in committee about a month ago, and William Lamberth really went to bat yes. um, on fighting for it also and was very well versed in it. We saw it as a tool in our counselor's toolboxes to be able to use to help our mothers understand that if they did not get help, that they were going to jail, yeah. but that we would help them get into rehab. And one of the girls that graduated from the program said if it had not been for Judge Dwyer's program in the drug court, that she would still be on drugs. Yeah. But after she completed it, she got off of drugs and she was able to keep her baby, which meant it didn't go to foster care. Mm-hmm. I do think that this is something that needs to be revisited. And maybe now there's been enough time since that happened that this could come back again. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested. Because it's in a very prevalent pro- issue. You know, we talk about fentanyl. deadbeat dads all the time. Well, I'm hearing a whole lot more of the moms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. We're just, we're a hurting culture. Mm-hmm. Well, and you know, that leads into the bills that I wanted to talk about because we hear so much about um, mothers who are abandoning their babies. Mm-hmm. And I think just recently that happened again over mm-hmm. in South Haven that we saw a baby that was found behind a garbage bin. And every time I see that, I think, oh, man, if we could have just gotten our hands on that mother, that she would be able to make a plan for her baby and not feel so desperate Mm -hmm. that she has her baby with no plan and she has nothing that she can do. And so she abandons it. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that we can do for our listeners is help them feel sorry for that mother. Mm -hmm. Yes. And not not just immediate anger. Right. Yes, not right. condemn her, but let's think of ways that we can help her. And we have developed a delightful relationship with Representative Ed Butler from mm-hmm. over at Cookville. He's the father of eight children. Uh, I don't know that all of them are adopted. Do you know, Alexis, I, or I really some don't. of them are? I don't. He's just a huge champion. And yes. Wow. He's awesome. And he has become interested in baby boxes. And mm-hmm. baby box, so to speak, has been uh, around in Tennessee by law since 2005. Can you tell us what a baby box is? Yes. (laughs) Yes, it sounds kind of weird, doesn't it? (laughs) So any fire station or hospital or police station can have a box installed where if a mother anonymously wants to place her baby for two weeks, she has the opportunity to place her baby in the baby box. And then an alarm goes off that a baby is in there and the personnel from these places can take the baby, DCS is called, and then the baby is taken 
care of. With no ramifications. With no ramifications for the mother. mother. So I have a question because some people might ask, how is this different than safe haven laws that we already have? It's the same thing, but he's just expanding the safe haven law. Okay. Because of the rural communities. Yes. One of of the bills that he has this year will expand it from fire stations, police stations, and hospitals because some counties don't have those, or maybe they have a fire and it's just... uh, Volunteers. volunteer or the mm-hmm. same way with the police station or they and they don't have a hospital in their county okay. so he's wanting to expand that to assisted living and nursing homes okay and so the, I think that's a fabulous idea so that's one bill that we're watching and hoping to support of his then he has another one that is so important our attorney here that we use is getting involved in it he wants to create a review panel that will be adoption attorneys foster parents, maybe even a foster child, and former foster care children, former, I don't know what you call those. Foster children? Children, yes, Mm -hmm. to be on a review panel to oversee some of the things that DCS is involved in that have been problematic. I love it. And so this panel will be made up of people in West Tennessee, Middle Tennessee, and East Tennessee. And I think that's a fantastic idea. Accountability is Mm -hmm. so important. absolutely. And so I'm really excited about that. Do you know how those people would get appointed to that committee? I I do not. I'll have to look at that. Yeah. But now that first bill that I was talking about that expands the baby box bill is HB 24. 45 SB 1940. So people, if you have your pen and pencil and can jot that down, you can be watching for that. Mm -hmm. Then the one that expands the locations is House Bill 1922 and Senate Bill 1670. But this other one I am really excited about. It's HB 2067 that Ed Butler is carrying along with Senator Massey, and so it's Senate Bill 1671, and it's going to require a baby box in every county in the state. Wow. I love that. Do we have a baby box in Shelby County? Not to my knowledge. So we don't even have one here. No, Jackson, Tennessee has had one since August, and I know that Murfreesboro has just gotten their baby box. So, you know, I think that's something that we can really, really support to happen in each county. So Mm -hmm. what are the qualifications to have a baby box and who funds the constant well the way in this bill the state will the state will be required to fund the baby box and to care for the maintenance of the baby box in some counties like in Murfreesboro there's a local church there in Murfreesboro that raised the money and it's been installed in the local fire department and then it would be the fire department's responsibility to maintain it and to know what the law so is about it so it's a place it. that's got to have 24 hour yes seven I know to, that's a stipulation yes mm-hmm. yeah but that you know that requirement is easy for fire departments and police departments mm-hmm. and I really wanted one in my office <laughs> but you can't be there 24/7 I can't be there 24/7 my yes. husband might have a problem with that And one of the things that, and we talk about the influence that we can have over the legislators, his focus has always been on adoptive parents Mm -hmm. and on foster care. Mm -hmm. I sat in his office and was able to help him see the value of caring for birth moms. Yes, amen. And I asked him how he would feel about us putting information for the birth mom in the baby box that she could take that she might be able to use later. And y'all, I wish you could have seen his face. He cried, didn't he, Shelley? Mm, He did. 
He did. Oh, he he got tears. tears in his eyes. And he's a big old teddy and bear. And he's a big yeah. old teddy bear. <laughs> and he had not thought about the birth mom and how all this affected him. Oh. So mm-hmm. here's our ability to broaden his interest in an mm-hmm. area that he already had interest in. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy. guy. Yeah. He's a good guy. So Karen, with this baby box, obviously Life Choices is licensed to facilitate adoptions in Tennessee and Mississippi. Mm-hmm. What does a baby box mean for private agencies like ours to help DCS in a way that these children are not just more children going into foster care, right? Well, we ask Representative Butler about that, and there's really not a whole lot that can be done about Mm -hmm. that, except that our relationship with DCS, Mm -hmm. and we have a great relationship at Life Choices with DCS. Mm -hmm. So for right now, I think developing that relationship and coming alongside them, because we can place babies just like that. Yeah, we can. So we can be a resource for them at mm-hmm. this point. Now, maybe there'll be some legislation down the way that could, you know, make that more formal. Mm-hmm. But for right now, I think that the the relationship that we have with them is so important. Mm, it's wonderful. Yeah. I love that so much. If you are hearing about Life Choices for the first time and you'd like to know more, we would love for you to visit our page, lcfriends.org. Of course, this show is amazing, Mid-South Viewpoint. Don't we love Byron? We love Byron. <laughs> Thanks, we love Byron. Byron. Do you want to donate another day? <laughs> we'll take, we'll <laughs> we take over your whole cover. show. <laughs> uh, Everybody's favorite broadcaster, Byron that's right. <laughs> But also, I have to plug my show. If you're mm-hmm. interested in this life topic, we have a show dedicated completely to the life issues in the state of Tennessee and it's called appropriately Life Talk Tennessee Mm -hmm. and it's hosted by myself and Laura Messick and we broadcast both in the western part of the state and the middle part of the state so please get on Bot Radio and look that show up Life Talk Tennessee All right, well ladies we are quickly running out of time again (laughs) Um, (laughs) by fast thank you so much for taking the time out to educate us both of us have benefited personally from your education standpoint and then just taking that a step further with these listeners especially women we're all women and so we want to say thank you for helping us get involved and be the next generation that's all we have time for today on behalf of everyone here thank you so much for tuning in to mid-south viewpoint 